Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. When it comes to comfort down below, there's underwear and there's Tommy John, the revolutionary clothing brand that's redefined comfort for Americans everywhere, including me. To put it simply, Tommy John doesn't give an F. They give three Fs, fabric, fit, and function. See what he did there? Tommy John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. As a result, Tommy John's men's and women's underwear sport a non-wedgie guarantee. No wedgies. Comfortable, stay-put waistbands and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather-light, moisture-wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. No bunching, no riding up. If you prefer to shop in stores, you can find them in over 1,200 retail locations across the country. Give three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Once again, hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash Patrick. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. It's Hour 2, Dan and the Dan at Dan Patrick Show. Hope you had a great weekend. It was a lot of fun with the NBA. I thought the NBA had a good weekend. I know there's the controversy with the slam dunk contest with Aaron Gordon. I hope that I get both of those guys in the contest next year with Zion Williamson. That'd be a lot of fun. If I'm the commissioner... I try to make uh, amends with Aaron Gordon and say, look, we're going to change the uh, voting on this. We're going to make sure that it's legitimate and you don't get robbed here. But uh, having him back, that would be fun. Three-point shooting contest, you know I love that. Uh, Buddy Heald surprises a lot of people and wins that. And skills competition, our boy Bam Adebayo ends up with the win there. So it was fun. And then you had the game last night. I was curious if there's ever been a – when's the last time there was a technical called in an All-Star game? Because that fourth quarter last night, that was a lot of fun. That was tense. That felt like it was NBA playoff game. There's never been a technical called on a player in an All-Star game. Um, Red Arbach got thrown out of the 1967 All-Star game. <laughs> Well, that's when it was really, you know, serious. You know, they took it. That's when all-star games really mattered. But uh, Red Arbach, I don't know what he did, but uh, probably just chewing off the official's ear there. And uh, he got got thrown out of an all-star game in 1967. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to DirecTV audience. That's uh, Audience Network, Channel 239, BR Live, carrying the program, and our great radio affiliates around the country. The NBA introduced a radical rule change to the All-Star game, and it actually worked. And that usually doesn't happen. Leagues have been trying to draw in fans with all sorts of things over the year, uh, over the years. And, and the All-Star games are normally unwatchable. It was tough to turn that off last night because normally after – Two quarters, maybe three at the most. I'd have been like, no, I'll wait. Let's see if there's a decent highlight in the morning. Uh, but, you know, fourth quarter got really interesting. I, I had these numbers pulled for me. You know, both teams combined to shoot 35% in the fourth quarter. There were just three dunks in the fourth quarter. There were 21 fouls in the fourth quarter. There were seven blocked shots in the fourth quarter. It did matter. And it was fun. I didn't want it to end on a free throw, but, hey, for first go at it, I thought it was a lot of fun. We saw Giannis and LeBron battle. Kawhi Leonard stepped up, won the MVP. Kyle Lowry 
He showed, uh, you know, that same kind of steely nerve that we saw in the playoffs uh, last year. He was intense. Unfortunately, it ended on a free throw by Anthony Davis, but I don't think it takes away from the overall energy of the rule change. It worked, and the NBA may have completely fixed their All-Star game, which is as big of a surprise as anything that happened in Chicago this way, weekend when you start to think about it. But I thought it was, it, it, was in, it was interesting to see that it mattered to them because of the charity portion of this. There was a lot of money there, and the kids who were going to be affected are going to be affected we're right there. They're rooting. They had a side to root for because there was money at stake. How many quarters do you win? And then the amount of money that was at stake in the fourth quarter, it was it was good. It was well done. And I wasn't quite sure how it was going to work. It was a nice tribute to Kobe Bryant. I thought uh, Jennifer Hudson was wonderful. She was spectacular. Yeah, Paul. I, I don't know a lot about Jennifer Hudson. I know her backstory and a little bit of her acting and singing. I've never heard anyone sing that well live in my life on national TV. To the point, I was like, if this is lip syncing, which it wasn't, I was like, it's unbelievable. But I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, I, it was the best singing I've ever heard. Yeah, she was spectacular. And in that moment, just the sensitivity with that, and you could tell, like she, she, she sang that with her heart, her soul, her entire body. Uh, I, I felt bad for Chaka Khan because Chaka Khan didn't come off well. Uh, I don't know who the Canadian singer was, but Rush? No, oh, no, Getty no. Lee? No, it's just a woman. I, oh. I don't know who she is, uh, but she just made it simple and went out there, had her guitar, and it was very, very simple. Not dressed up, but I thought Eddie Vedder would make a cameo. Yeah, Vince Vaughn? They were bringing out Vince Vaughn got a mention when they were talking about all the people from Chicago. Vince Vaughn got a shout out, but Eddie Vedder did not. I was kind of surprised at that. But uh, I, I was looking at these. So Common did the uh, player introductions. And uh, somebody actually ranked all of his player introductions. I thought Common was great. I really, I thought he was great. I wouldn't have had him on the slam dunk committee or panel, but I thought he was really, he did a great job. Yeah, Paul. There's some people who didn't think Common's rhyming skills were that great. Yeah. Todd? Well, I took some abuse way back when with my pork off and some of the uh, rhymes that I I was just watching and listening as it was going along, and I thought there were some very questionable ones where he took some liberties with it. Just right. the rhyme wasn't there. You got some examples? I do. All right. Uh, for Donovan Mitchell, he said, from inside or outside, either way, he'll get you. First time All-Star from the Utah Jazz, Donovan Spider Mitchell. Okay. Yeah, but he said, like, get you, Mitchell. Like, he kind of made it work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He sold a little better than Todd is right now. All right. He may not talk a lot, but on the court, he gives a clinic. Four-time All-Star from the LA Clippers, Kawhi Leonard. Clinic, Leonard, so close. I got it. Okay. That, that, one's not, that one's not good. Okay. From the land down under, he's always all about winning. From the Sixers, y'all give it up for Ben Simmons. Now, that's a little closer. Yeah, but that's a good rhyme. It's not about, <laughs> you don't get brownie points for close. Okay. Right. Okay. There was they're unable to play due to injury, but anywhere on the court, he can kill it. From the Portland Trailblazers, give it up for my man, Damian Lillard. <laughs> We knew he'd be on an all-star team from everything he's shown us from the Indiana Pacers, DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> uh, that one's pretty good, right, though. Right. That one's pretty good. This is not. The reigning MVP can drive the lane with no <laughs> refusal. From the Bucks, the captain of the team, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> refusal Antetokounmpo. 
Yeah. I don't know what you, he would have rhymed with that. You should try to come up with something that's better than I what should. Common wrote. But this, listen to this one. Representing the three-point range from the lane, he'll give you a dosage from the Denver Nuggets, two-time all-star, the Joker, and Nikola Jokic. Dosage. <laughs> Jokic. So would you rather him not try to make them fit or go the way Todd did with where he was like pork and like falk? No, it's a pork. Pork off. I pork. It was also honest and donchick. I don't know about honest and donchick at that necessarily. All right, the, the number one. Cock <laughs> and fork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really oh, no, Fritzy. I, I, I was going to say, if we're having a contest, who could eat the most sausages? That would be a. Sausage off. <laughs> <laughs> the judges were looking for pork off. Pork oh. off. Pork off. If you come to a spot in the road and you pick the right road to go down, that would be a fork off. A fork off. There you go. Just don't rhyme. But you realize that none of those rhyme with the jokes that we've been making. You just had to get in the conversation. <laughs> and you're going to question common. Here's one that actually rhymes, but it's a reach. Think you can shake this first-time All-Star? Au contraire, mon frere. Yeah. From the Utah Jazz to stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. And he nailed it. I and like that one. There, mon frere. Oh, contraire, mon frere. That, that was number one. That was the number one <laughs> ranking of uh, Commons rhyming NBA All-Star in, in uh, introduction. How about Frank Logo sure ain't the logo? You know, like may, try to do something with the Lakers and Logo and Vogel. He is with the oh, yeah. That, Fritz, that, Frank that. Vogel, making his second All-Star appearance, he runs the team like a mogul from the Los Angeles Lakers, the coach, Frank Vogel. I don't think he runs it like a mogul, but it worked. Uh, Jimmy Butler, like a protest on the court, he's an all-time disruptor from the Miami Heat. Y'all give it up for Jimmy Butler. That's not bad. 16-time All-Star, three-time champion. We continue to witness his reign. One of the greatest to play the game from the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James. Rain James. In the ballpark. A four-time All-Star. He handles the rock like Gibraltar. From the Boston Celtics, give it up for Kemba Walker. <laughs> I just like the fact that, you know, the rock with Gibraltar, that was, that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, this all-star is the truth, keeping the defense honest. The reigning rookie of the year from the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. <laughs> no. Can't give him that one. No, no, you can't. How about you do take – Take Commons three words and then you try to make it better. I'll work on that. You got you got till the end of the hour. I'm on the case. All right, Reggie Miller will join us uh, coming up in the final hour of the show. A ten-time All-Star, he's a general with the ball from the Oklahoma City Thunder. The great Chris Paul. By the way, I you know what the you know the teams were in twenty-four and two. I didn't know that was Chris Paul with the alley oop dunk last night. It's like, is that Chris Paul? Like the benches went crazy with that. Uh, he's got crazy skills that you can't overstate them from the Boston Celtics first-time All-Star Jason Tatum. That works. All right. State him. Uh, making his All-Star debut, going hard in the paint is his style from the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo. That's a tough one to try to rhyme. Uh, let me see. Oh. Uh, league MVP who breaks ankles with no pardon from the Houston Rockets, the league's leading scorer, James Harden. Yeah. I thought Common was a lot. I, I, I think he did well. It was a lot of fun up there.
Yes, McClellan. Can I have an unnecessarily mean comment about one player? Sure. Style-wise, there is no one who belongs at All-Star Weekend less than Nikola Jokic. The Joker highlights. Even they, they introduced the game right before, they show this, like, solid two-handed dunk. That dude's got no All-Star game. He's so fundamental and good during the but season. But who looked more out of place, James Harden or the Joker? And did Donovan Mitchell get to play last night? Well, Chris Paul took all the minutes because he's LeBron's buddy. Oh, I know. No, I realize that. I was just curious about Donovan Mitchell. And wait, when did Spicy P, our guy, become the go-to guy on the also? Like, I felt like they were going to him at the end of the game. Like, all of a sudden, Siakam is the go-to guy. Okay, who played the fewest minutes for each team? Sabonis? He got about, he got 19 minutes. Okay. He poured in two. Okay. I got to least minutes, uh, Brandon Ingram, nine minutes, two points. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, 14 minutes. And then Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, 12 and 13 minutes. For LeBron's team, the Joker. No one wanted to see out, no one wanted to see crisp outlet passes, I guess. That, 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 that art is gone. Yes, McLovin. Now, who's a bit of an all-star among all-stars? You're not going to like this. This this uh, format of game suits Ben Simmons really well. He looked, you know, the, all the transition game, he oh, was yeah. doing whatever he wanted. He looked amazing. I was like, where's that during the season? He was 0 for 3 from three-point range. Just just throwing that I wish he had shot a 3. And Tatum, too. Everyone was asking about Tatum during the talk. Yeah. Like, he seems to be a guy everyone's watching. And they should. You know, I think we move on from players quickly, you know, with Luca. Trey Young, Zion, you know, some of the younger, John Morant. Jason Tatum has improved his game. I mean, he's he's a legitimate great player now. Yeah, Paul. And, and the opposite, Russell Westbrook feels like he's, I don't know if it's past his prime, I don't want to be mean-spirited, but it feels like it, it's not there anymore. His, he barely touched the ball. He's averaging 27 a game. I know, but again, it, it, it just felt, he feels way out of place. It feels like we've definitely seen his best work. Yeah, but he's a transition guy. He, you know, he can run up and down the floor and go to the hoop. It's just, you know, he can't shoot. Harden just fell out of place because he's just used to, hey, give me the ball and clear out. Yeah, Steve. I'm going to guess it didn't go over too well when Trey Young put the ball between James oh, Harden's legs. Oh, man. Oh, dear. That is not... If I'm James Harden, I didn't take kindly to that. I. It was That was one of those that really surprised me that he would do it. It's pretty bold. Yes. I would say ballsy, but... No, to an absolute superstar. Ooh, dear. I know. I know. But I, I did like the, the weekend was good. It was fun. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I love the three-point contest. Just the fact that it came down to that final shot. And TNT having the camera on Reggie Miller and Dwayne Wade, having the camera on Dwayne or uh, Trey Young, just those reactions were great. Yeah, McClellan. Is, there, is this even a poll question? Would you adapt the Elam ending for regular season games? Is that even... A possibility or even a discussion? I'm going to ask Reggie about that and ask him if he thinks this will be discussed, that you could do this for every game. But I, it didn't speed things up. I, I, I think people have to understand that the fourth quarter lasted 45 minutes. And they were only played at 24, and it took forever yes. because of reviews it, and it, fouls. It, it, you know, they made it exciting, but it didn't speed things up, and I think they were trying to speed things up. The players had trouble making those last few baskets. Isn't yeah. that funny? Yeah. A little tight in there. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend coming up. Uh, spend a little time talking about the commissioner of baseball did not have a good weekend. Uh, 
telling us the reason why he's not going to take away a piece of metal. And uh, I hope that he, when he hands out the World Series trophy next year, he just says, and here's your piece of metal to whoever uh, wins this. He kind of downplayed the World Series trophy. It's just a piece of metal. Okay. And look at the pain on their faces. They're going to have the, they're going to have this with us them the rest of their lives. Well, so is Pete Rose, and I don't think he feels sorry for Pete Rose. Yeah, Paul. And that's the thing. He keeps trying to use semantics to downplay things like, oh, it's just a piece of metal. But to be in the record books forever as no World Series that year, let's say you're looking at the record books 50 years, and you're like, oh, wait, there was no World Series in 2017? It was canceled? Was there a war? No, no, no. This team cheated, and they lost the only one in pro history. That's, it's not about a piece of metal, and he's trying to use that to downplay the mothership did a story on how little leaguers don't want to be known as the Astros, you know, because you you hand out those shirts. You know, certainly in Los Angeles, I don't think anybody out there playing baseball, little leaguers, wants to be on the Astros team. Probably did prior to uh, what's happened here in the off season. Rich in Nebraska joins us. Hi, Rich. What do you have for me today? Well, Dan, uh, I'm five ten, a stealthy two fifty, okay. and I have. I have a punishment for the Astros. I was thinking about this. In order to not have everybody beamed the first few weeks of the season, how about the catcher has to tell the opposing hitter the sign coming up for the whole year? And if they don't do it, the pitcher or the catcher or the manager gets yanked out of the game. Yeah, I know. It, that it, That is unrealistic. But uh, I did mention that, that is, as a way of punishing the Astros. Why don't you just tell the opposition what's coming? But, yeah, I think baseball's nervous because what happens with the Red Sox? Is it going to be enough of a punishment? Players aren't going to get punished here. It'll be – it's easy to fire a manager or punish a manager or a general manager. The fact that the commissioner didn't go after any of these players and granted immunity, could he have gotten this information without granting immunity? And the answer is yes. Absolutely. But now a precedent's been set here. You can't punish any players on the Red Sox, I'm guessing. What happens? Is anything going to be written in the baseball's rule book from here on out? If you do this, this happens to you. But because if it doesn't, then you're basically saying to players, "Go ahead, if you do it, and you get caught. We're probably going to fire your manager, or your your manager's going to get fired." You know, what's you going to find out with the Red Sox? I told you it was going to be open season. You know, once somebody started criticizing the commissioner and the Astros, then it was Ali Ali income free. Everybody was going to do it. And that's what's happened. It's open season now in the Astros. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back with our best and worst of the weekend. Also, the Patriots' radical plan to perhaps replace Tom Brady. That's after this, Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. All right, as you probably know, I am the Danette that lives farthest from the show, so I'm in the car all day, several hours. 
That's where Audible comes in. I got to tell you, it has saved my life. I love hearing books in the car. Uh, last one I did was Talking to Strangers, Malcolm Gladwell's new book. It's totally awesome. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, self-help. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs, whatever you want, it's on there. To kick off 2020, we're focusing on the new year, the new you. We have plenty of content that can help you pursue your goals, whether it's getting fit, finishing more books, or becoming a better parent, leader, or person. Audible is awesome. You can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. You can listen across devices without losing your spot. If you can't decide what to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your credits up to a year and use them on a whole series if you'd like. And if you want to find out more about Audible, visit audible.com slash DP or text DP to 500-500-500-500. Again, that's audible.com slash DP. You'll love it. My radical plan for the Patriots, or at least the idea being floated if they have to replace Tom Brady. You're also starting to get a little bit more traction of the story that I first told you about at the Super Bowl, and that's Phillip Rivers to the Colts. But, uh, you know, you got a lot of time here in between now and the draft, the combine, free agency, and I think that there's going to be at least two surprises when it comes to uh, quarterbacks changing teams or staying with their teams. But Phillip Rivers, that won't be a surprise because I was told that during the uh, Super Bowl week. I think it surprised some people when I said it, but uh, I think you're starting to see some people say that makes a little bit uh, of sense there. All righty, uh, best and worst of the weekend. Fritzy, I'll start with you. Oh, Do you have your your names, your rhymes that are better than common something? I do. I don't know if they're better, but I gave it a shot. Okay. You want me to do that first? Now, which which players did you pick? I went with uh, Jokic and Lillard and Leonard. Okay, so Kawhi Leonard. All right. You want to do that? Yeah. Okay, here we go. He's cool under pressure, while others might chokish. A mile-high monster. He's Nikola Jokic. Okay. Others might chokish. Okay. Why didn't you put in, like, uh, Jokic? Oh, yeah. He's all over you like a bad case of jock itch. Here's my man, Nicola. Radio host Dan Dockett. Oh, all right. He's a lot better at basketball than Dan Dockett. The Mile High Monster, Nikolai Jokic. Jokic. Okay, give me Damian Lillard. So versatile and reliable, like a hoopster Fred Willard. The others trail behind him. Give it up for Dane Willard. And it's a stretch to bring in Fred Willard. Fred Willard, though. Yeah, Fred Willard. Oh, should, no, it does. Hit, that reference should play with the crowd at the NBA All-Star game. Yeah, That's that demo. That demo that demo's going to know that. Well, then you're going to love this last one. Okay, here we go. It's not if he'll dominate you. It's just a matter of Wenard. Let's face it, my no, friend. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. Wenard. No. Just a matter of Wenard. I think you need to... Publicly apologize to comments. Clip to be Kawhi Leonard. of Winner. You're uncommon. A tough one. That's so funny, dude. I had some people who said there is such a thing as approximate rhyme. It's a true literary device used by all the great poets of history. All right. Let's nitpick a little bit here. Bringing in the great poets of all time. Common was freestyling there. I was fine. 
All right, Todd, best and worst. All right, best other than the fourth quarter. I went with the NBA All-Star Weekend Slam Dunk Contest. Aaron Gordon should have edged out Derek Jones Jr., but he did not jump over Taco Fall. He clearly landed at his neck. Worst of the weekend, Antonio Brown planning to attend the NFL Combine in Indy, hoping to explain his prior behavior to teams and ask for another chance. Oh, no way. No way. No way. Do I get close to that? Can't trust him. Yeah, Paul. Does he not know that you only get invited to the NFL Combine once since when you graduate college and you're entering the pros? It's not like there's a do-over. Well, no, I think he's just going to <laughs> Indianapolis just to see all these teams. I don't, he's not working out. He's doing the 40-yard dash. No. Yeah. I, I don't think – I think he's just going there just in case somebody wants to talk to him, that everybody's there. McLovin, best and worst of the weekend. Best is in the XFL, Cardell Jones is a whole lot of fun to watch. He had all these circus plays that worked out well. Two worst, Matt McGloin slammed his own coaching staff in an in-game interview for the XFL for my New York Guardians. And this is me, I hate to say it, the NBA on TNT roast was not that funny. I don't know if you guys all caught it, but uh, – Tiffany Haddish hosted a roast for the uh, the guys, Charlie, uh, Charles, Ernie, and everybody, and there were hits and misses. Yeah. yeah. Roasts are tough, right? I mean, you've done one, right? They're not easy to you gotta, have the whole time. You, you know what will help a good roast? When it's funny. <laughs> like, I, just jokes? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and you got to get professionals in there. Jeff Ross. I mean, Jeff Ross is a professional. He's as good as anybody at roasting. But when you get people up there, and a lot of times somebody will write some material for you, and then you get up there and then deliver it. It's just not the same. Yeah, McClub. Have you done – I know you've been roasted. Have you done roasting too? No, I have no interest in doing that. Okay. None. None whatsoever. And after a while, when you get roasted, it's less about you and it's everybody else that they're taking dead aim at. You know, when you watch a roast, you'll go uh, – you know, Alec Baldwin is being roasted. Then all of a sudden, somebody's going to take a shot at Robert De Niro or, you know, Amy Schumer. Yes, Todd. And a lot of it's kind of repurposed stuff, like Kenny Smith is the forgotten one. What is he doing there? Or something about Barkley's weight. And so it was just uh, Michael Che came on and basically just did like a, a stand-up. He did his voices like he did on our show, but there wasn't really any material behind it. Other than it wasn't Michael Che. It wasn't Michael Che. Uh, Jay Farrow? Yeah. He did the voices. Jay Farrow. Yeah. He did an imitation of Michael Chain yeah. and nailed it. It was so good that you thought it was him. Yes. Jay Farrow did a Shaq and Barkley in the pregame that was unbelievable. Yeah. He is perfect as Shaq. I wonder why he hasn't exploded yeah. stardom. Because it, 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 whenever we had him on, we're like, God, is he unbelievable? But I, I don't know if his material, like he sounds like Jay-Z and Beyonce, but does he have the material that goes along with that? I guess that's... I. I don't, I'm not sure, because when we listen to him, we're like, God, that guy is talented. But yeah, there were times at SNL, though, that you could see, like, this guy's clearly really funny, but this isn't. You know, he, yeah. he was in a lot of those where it was like, man, I bet this guy's hilarious, but for some reason this bit just isn't very funny. And I saw a stand-up of his, and it wasn't great, but it, but I went in expecting it to be great because he's he's a great talent. Yeah, McLeod. He got a show on Showtime called White's Famous that had a lot of hype. And it was in, a couple of years ago, and it didn't. Uh, it got panned critically and didn't work. Yeah, like he it, a lot of money was behind it. it but those voices, when he comes in, and he does Chris Rock, and he does the hands, and you know the fact that he could do Jay Z that well. That I mean, really remarkable. Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, great time down in Bahamas this weekend. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't know you went to JJ Watt's wedding. Again, it's very secretive, Dan. I know we're tight, but I had. You to- said you were going to Vermont. Yes, that was the ruse. Wow. A ruse. Uh, 
the Watt family and we flew down together mm. for nuptials. Mm. Uh, it was great. A lot of barbecue. It looked very romantic. Dance with Grandma. But you were in pictures that just felt like you were not supposed to be in those pictures. I just went where JJ said it. You hang out here with the bros. Okay. Keep an eye on things. Like I was the enforcer at the wedding. It was a great time. You were the enforcer. Yeah. Well, because his brothers were busy. They were busy. Open bar. Okay. Uh, the other best of the weekend was the uh, Dwight. I thought think Dwight Howard's comeback this year is kind of cool. He's playing well with the Lakers. No drama. He's not an all-star. And then he, he joins the dunk contest at his age, which he's, for the dunk contest, he's about 1,000 years old. And he did a nice job. But I just, I, I like, he seems like a really good guy who had a rough patch of his career, and I like what he's doing. Well, I think he overstated his value. He wanted to get out of Orlando. He, he wanted to follow in Shaq's footsteps. And, you know, I was told all along that, hey, you know, he thinks he's bigger than Orlando, and he wants to go to Hollywood. And then you get to Hollywood, but he wasn't ready for Hollywood. And he wasn't ready for Kobe. And it just felt like after that, it just started to go downhill. But, you know, he had a resurgence here, and good for him. Because he, he had a pretty remarkable start to his career. But, you know, to have this comeback here, if you want to call it that, good for him. All righty. Uh, let me get to Jeff in Detroit, best and worst of the weekend. Hi, Jeff. What's going on, Dan, fellas? Uh, best and worst of the weekend. My best is going to be actually – uh, the All-Star Game, the festivities, Colby's tribute, all-encompassing. It was a pretty good uh, pretty good time. I enjoyed it. The worst is going to be uh, I was discriminated against this weekend at a grocery store. Targeted. I'm telling you, man, they flanked me out. I'm trying to get out the door at a grocery store. The Girl Scouts over in the, co- uh, in the corner. They let three people pass by them that were thinner than me. They picked me up because I got a stomach. I'm young. I kid you not. I'm like, listen, I don't have any cash on me, girls. They, asked, they said, uh, don't worry about it, sir. The guy over here has uh, cash back if you use your card. So three, four boxes later of Girl Scout cookies, man, I'm walking out the door. Just cutting myself out because I didn't want to get them. But, I mean, hey, what can you do in the common delight? Yeah. What's your favorite cookie, Dan? Uh, I go mint. Thin mint in the freezer? Oh, yeah, yeah, thin mint in the freezer. Absolutely. I, sorry about you getting profiled there, Jeff. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, that guy right there's got a belly. He'll buy some Girl, Girl Scout cookies. Oh, Jeff's great. All right. Peter King, legendary football writer, had the following to say today. I'll preface this by saying none of this is log- none of this logic matters if Bill Belichick has already decided he wants to start uh, a new era that doesn't include Tom Brady. Belichick might want to begin anew with a quarterback he feels is good and who costs significantly less. Someone like 32-year-old Andy Dalton. Patriots would probably have to pay a third or fourth round pick for Dalton, who has a year left on his contract, no future in Cincinnati. The Patriots have two-thirds and two-fourths, likely a third-round compensatory pick. If Belichick makes up his mind and he moves on from Brady, then my argument is moot. Uh, Dalton, by the way, would be my pick to start in New England next year if Brady goes. Belichick would love Dalton, quiet, intense, lunch pale Texan who makes no excuses, and Dalton would embrace the Patriots' ethos. How about that? 
I floated this uh, last week or the week before that Andy Dalton would be somebody who would be on the short list. His age, uh, that style, you don't have to change your style with Andy Dalton. Um, I would bring in A.J. Green if I could. I would try to... I would try to sign a tight end, and then maybe you take your shot there. I don't. This to me, it feels like it's egos. You know, the ego of Bill Belichick, the ego of Tom Brady. Uh, hey, I can do this without you if I have to. Uh, hey, I can do this without you if I have to. This is where Robert Kraft, I think, has to say to Belichick and Brady at some point. Let's just sit here and decide if we can make this work, because that's what it comes down to. Does Belichick want him back? Does he want him back at a certain price? Or is it just either yes or no, do you want him back? Because the price is kind of moot. Unless Brady's asking for $40 million, you know, and which he's not, it'll be $3 million or uh, $30 million. Okay. So you do one plus one if you want to. You do two years. So what if you let him ride off in the sunset with that kind of money? All right? I don't know what your cap hit's going to be, but... I would, if you want to bring him back, let him retire as a Patriot, great. But if, if you don't, then at least you, you sit down and you hear both sides out. Because right now, you know, Brady doesn't tell you anything in the media. The Patriots don't tell you in it, anything in the media. It's always somebody close to Tom. I don't know how many people close to Tom are talking, but it feels like there's either one person or there's a lot of people closer to Tom than I've been told. I don't, I, I think Brady's just saying, let me just see who wants me. You know, do the Chargers want me? Does that make the most sense there? Do the Raiders want me? What Does that make sense? Or should I stay? Yeah, Paul. Do you think a guy like Brady thinks at all, or like, like Eli Manning does, that, hey, I, if there's no role for me or a, a different role, I'll just end it here. There's something to be said for playing for one team, leaving people wanting more, and not letting anyone see my downside. Because Brady's downside is still better than, you know, 25 of the other quarterbacks, 23, 24 of the other quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, but if they're taking a top five pick at quarterback, like the Giants did, then that's different. Then Eli realizes, hey, your days are numbered. They took Jared Stidham. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is if you're Brady, like, you can leave now. You're considered the greatest of all time, and there's not really much of an argument about it. There's not much more icing to put on that cake. But he wants to play. So does Eli. Yeah, but Eli wasn't going to get employed. Yeah. Brady, the Chargers would roll out the red carpet. There's probably five to seven teams who would go, we'll absolutely take you. I mean, the Raiders, you know, John Gruden would love to have Tom Brady and gladly give up some of the money he's probably getting from Mark Davis. You give him $30 million a year and let him go to Vegas. That would make, if I'm, if they're going into a new stadium, new city, the same thing as the Chargers. They're already, you know, in Los Angeles, but they're going into that new stadium. And I think if I'm Vegas, if I'm John Gruden, whatever it takes to go get him. That's where you do what John Elway did with Peyton Manning. You fly to Tom Brady and you tell him, I want you playing for the Raiders. Because that's what John Elway did. That's how he got Peyton Manning. He went and flew to Peyton Manning and said, I want you to come to Denver. And maybe that's what it would take with Brady. I think Brady wants to be courted. I think he wants to be appreciated. And I don't think he's ever felt that appreciation from his head coach since he's been there. I still go back to that interview I did at the Super Bowl with him. And I said, do you think you and Bill will ever get together and reminisce and look back? And he goes, no. 
<laughs> but imagine another relationship. Now, you can say Chuck Noll with Terry Bradshaw. Chuck Noll was really tough on Terry Bradshaw. And, you know, was Terry too sensitive? Yes. Was Chuck probably too tough? Yes, probably so. But I have to imagine if you have a relationship with your quarterback and you, you've had success, if you ever got together, you probably have a lot of pleasant things to talk about. But I, I don't think that's the case with Belichick and Brady. I think it's just a business relationship here. Yeah, McLevin. Can I comment as the president and founding member of the Andy Dalton fan club? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm a little worried the Patriots don't have enough weapons for my guy next year. <laughs> like, it's hard to go down from Cincinnati, but I just pulled up the Patriots. I know. It's a, it's a little parched. A yeah. Show. Yeah, a little parched there. I mean, I see Sanu, who was in Cincy like 12 years ago. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah, going yeah, on Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, is Edelman definitely coming back? We he's coming back. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. Yeah, you got it. I like what you said. Put AJ Green in the package, and then okay, then maybe something's happening. Yeah, but you got to get. Is Hunter Henry a free agent? Is he already? I don't know. He's only played like eight games. I know. Always injured. Yeah, but you're right. He I know. Be. I know. You just you got to get a couple of guys there because I don't I don't know if Nikhil Harry is going to be a legitimate star in the league. We're not quite. We've seen glimpses there, but I, I need a tight end. You know, is this as good as Sony Michelle is going to get? Uh, but if I'm Brady and I'm kind of looking around, you know, you can kind of patchwork, keep that defense together. It was pretty impressive last year. You still have a chance before, you know, Buffalo may take that next step. The, I would say the Jets eventually figure it out, but I don't know if that's the case. Oh, and I just saw something on uh, the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tonga Vailoa. We'll take a break because. The information I have might surprise you on what the Miami Dolphins think about Tua Tonga Bailo. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com. Clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. We just put on the worst dunk contest of all time. We lowered the hoop to, I don't know, is that like six and a half feet, maybe? <laughs> it's pathetic. It hurt my wrist. I know. Pathetic. We were trying to reenact all the good. Now, keep in mind. When you go back to when Larry Nance was dunking some of these other guys, like what we thought was brilliant, ingenious, Larry Nance dunked two basketballs one time, and we thought it was the greatest thing we'd ever seen. Uh, there was a, Larry Nance did a windmill dunk, and we're like, oh, my God. Like nowadays, there's going to be a, like a human sacrifice, I think, for uh, somebody on a slam dunk, one of these things, and they're going to set – Taco fall on fire, and then they're going to jump over him. Yes, Paul. 
I was looking back at some of the older ones, and one of the best reactions of all time was when, uh, you know, obviously Vince Carter had a great slam dunk contest. He's one of the best, if not the best of all time. He did the one where he hooked his arm into the rim. Oh, yeah. And he hooked his elbow on the rim, and the whole place just goes, what was that? You could see the faces. Like, Shaq just kind of looks, and the whole place just stops. But what we thought was great back then, even when you look at when Dr. J took off from the foul line, and I remember watching that live, and I went, he just left from the foul line. And then you fast forward to Brent Berry doing it, and you go, okay, maybe it's not as impressive as I thought it was. But that was always the one that stood out when Doc went down three-quarters court and took off and uh, dunked from the foul line. Yeah, McLovin. I'm watching Isaiah Ryder throw the ball up in the air, catch it with a two-handed dunk. This is like a six. <laughs> that is, it's, it's like a six. Yeah. Dwight Howard, by the way, had this amazing – I thought it was great. We dressed up as Superman yeah. and jumped. And Reggie was like, that's an eight. And then you saw it in slow-mo. The guy's like 30 feet in the air. Not, I thought it was good. I don't think 30 feet. The slow-mo, I mean, he it was a great dunk. And, like, the announcers were kind of like, ah, we've seen it. I know. But, and, you know, 20 years from now, if we're still holding this contest or, you know, they've raised the hoop to 11 feet, I wonder, you know, what, what we'll look back on with these guys and go, oh, they were just doing that? I, I don't know how much more they can do with the dunk contest with this athleticism. Yeah, see. But then so that's what I was thinking the last, like, yeah, two or three years where you're like, all right, they can't possibly do anything else. And now the stuff that they're doing this year and, you know, the last couple of years is just amazing. I know. Remarkable. Uh, let's see. This is from the uh, Miami Herald. Armando Salguero says that the Dolphins have been studying college talent, meeting to develop an organizational plan for the NFL Combine. Uh, the club's view of Alabama quarterback Tua Tonga Vailoa is not of a slam dunk pick near the top of the draft, at least not yet. Dolphins will go through the process of vetting Tonga Vailoa at the combine and beyond. Uh, they got the number five pick overall. He goes on to write Secondly, the club has an increasingly positive view of Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. Uh, and uh, Armando goes on to say, This is interesting for multiple reasons. Tonga Bailoa has generally been linked to the Dolphins more than any other team. Uh, Herbert, who had a good but not great college career, has not been a favorite of many Dolphins fans because of his play, sometimes reminds them of Ryan Tannehill. Bottom line, Tonga Bailoa to the Dolphins is not a certainty, and don't dismiss Herbert to Miami. Uh, the, the, the real concern with the Dolphins' owner, Stephen Ross, is uh, Tonga Vailoa's health. That's it. Um, I think Justin Herbert looks the part, but he hasn't always played the part. I mean, he's 6'6", 235. He, he ran for three touchdowns in the Rose Bowl. I mean, we know he has mobility there. Um, but I, I don't expect – it's almost like anything you hear now, just go with the opposite. Like, doesn't it feel, why would anybody tell anybody the truth now? Like, just, if you hear something, read something, just then go, hmm, what's the agenda here? Because now you're looking at Justin Herbert and Tua. Like, now you're doing, I, I would hope you would have started long before this, if you're looking for a quarterback. But if you're, that's why when you see these mock drafts, these mock drafts, really aren't based off anything that's tangible because these teams aren't around these players. They see film, but, you know, then we have the combine. 
I mean, go back to Lamar Jackson. You had all of that footage there. Teddy Bridgewater, all of that game film where you saw these guys perform at a high level. And you still had people go, yeah, but let me see them in person. Okay. Let me see them on a pro day where they're wearing shorts and nobody's rushing them. There's no defense. That's not a great indicator. It's game time situations. What did you do? Deshaun Watson. Teams talk themselves out of Deshaun Watson. They're like, I don't know. You know, let me take the guy that nobody really watched. Let me take Mitchell Trubisky. You know, I've seen everything Deshaun Watson has. Yes, and it's freaking great. Yeah, Paul. Could Tua end up just like Deshaun Watson? We saw too much of him. You know, he was around too long. And because of that, he'll fall to the third quarterback taken overall. And Joe Burrow, who's been around for four and a half months, and Justin Herbert, who was a mishmash in college. Somebody's going up to get somebody. Yeah. I've been told that. And, and you know, it's not Joe Burrow somebody's going to go get because they still feel like that the Bengals are going to take him no matter what. But somebody is going up to either get Tua or Herbert here. And you're probably going to have to go up to two or three to get him. Take a break. Reggie Miller was on the call last night. What did he think of the new ending with the All-Star game? And what happened in that slam dunk contest? Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 33120. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.